Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Stagecraft is brought to you by Geffen Playhouse. Don't miss the world premiere of Our Very Own Carlin McCullough, written by stage, film, and television star Amanda Peet. Mamie Gummer plays a single mother who discovers that her 10-year-old daughter Carlin is a tennis phenom. When a young, dedicated coach takes Carlin under his wing, her meteoric rise takes shape, and the threesome struggle over what's best when building a champion. Performances begin June 19th. Tickets and cast info at geffenplayhouse.org. You're listening to Stagecraft, Variety's theater podcast bringing you in-depth conversations with the stars of the hottest shows on Broadway and beyond. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of Stagecraft, I'm talking to Matt Bomer and Andrew Rannells, two of the stars of the current Broadway revival of Mark Crowley's still controversial 1968 landmark of gay theater, The Boys in the Band. Bomer, an actor familiar to TV and film audiences for White Collar, Magic Mike, and The Normal Heart, is making his Broadway debut in the show, while Rannells, who's been on TV in shows like Girls and The New Normal, is a Broadway veteran and a two-time Tony nominee for his performances in The Book of Mormon and in the 2016 revival of Falsettos. They're both here in the studio with me the day after the Tony Awards, all of us a little sleep-deprived and bleary-eyed, to talk Broadway debuts, boys in the band, working with Ryan Murphy, and how they spent Tony night. Matt and Andrew, thanks for joining me. Thanks for Thank having, you for having um, us here. Happy day after the Tonys. Thank you. Happy, uh, to you as well. How was the night last night? You uh, wore color-coordinated suits as you presented a very important yeah. award. We did. Yeah, we, we did. did. We got to give away a big one. We got to give Best New Play, which yes. was exciting. That is exciting. Get to do that. Yeah. Um, and you were dressed by Anna Wintour. We were, we were dressed by, yes, Paul Smith by way of Anna Wintour. Ah, yes. Yes. Um, right. right. Yes. In, in coordinating jewel tones. Right. Yes. Oh, <laughs> nice jewel tone. <laughs> <laughs> the sensible jewel tone. And, and, and so then, that's a late night for uh, many people. What did you guys do last night after the show? I went to, they throw the sort of official Tony party at the plaza. Yeah. So you go to that and you see everybody. And then they have another after party at the Carlisle. Right. Um, so I did both of those things with my friend Zuzana Shutkovsky and Zach yeah. Quinto and his boyfriend Miles. Right. Um, Miles McMillan. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was a fun night. Yeah? It was a fun night. Yeah, you get to, Good. I mean, you just get to see a lot of people that you don't generally get to see. And how late were you out? It was sensible. Like your suit? Like my suit. Yeah, yeah it wasn't It wasn't too painful. No. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And Matt? 
I well, we should probably just end the conversation there. But I was uh, uh, with my husband and thirteen year our thirteen year old sons, right. so we didn't stay out super late. But I, I wanted him. Uh, they're leaving today, so I wanted our son to have Joe's Pizza. So we went down to Carmine and consumed a lot of Joe's Pizza, and then went home and just talked about the night and what the experience was like. It was it was Kit's first red carpet and all sitting in the first, front row, sitting in the front row of an awards show. So I wanted I to kind of. Circle back with him about his experience. And what was it? Yeah, what was his experience? For a really long time, and he really enjoyed it. He was, I thought he was really great at it. Yeah, um, uh, he handled it very well. Yeah. He had some, you know. Wait, was I, he talking on the red carpet? Is that what was happening? What, like, what did he you handle? Mean, did I let him do interviews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah. But no, what did no, he no, handle? No. What? <laughs> yeah, wait, what was he well, handling? It's a lot of flashbulbs. It is a lot of flashbulbs. Oh, did, so he was with picture. He was with photos and stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. He yeah, walked okay. down the carpet with. Yeah, me. that's that's sensory overload. Yeah, for me for me. It's a lot of people shouting. Of course, feels a little claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah, or a lot claustrophobic. Yeah, so he handled that really well, and and the whole he was just so excited. Um, to see all the people, and he knows how much I love Tina Fey. Right. And You're she was sitting next to us, and he turned to me and said, "Tina Fey is right next to you. Tina Fey is right next." And I was like, "Kid, kid, I know. We have to play it cool. We have to play it cool." But he was so excited to see everybody and to see Bruce Springsteen walk by us, and that was very um, cool. Uh, I tried yeah. to touch him, but it was. I wanted to. In my heart, I, I was I touching re- him. I started the whole to, and time. then I stopped. I was like, I can't. I shouldn't touch yeah. him. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, not done. Yeah. 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 don't touch yeah. the boss. Yeah, yeah. don't touch the boss. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. he gave yeah. us a little nod. Okay, did he? He, get, he gave us a little nod. That was pretty much. A, I mean, that is a life. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a bucket list. Yeah, checked. He off once right told there. me he came to see a hairspray when I was in it, and I had to fake play the guitar in that show. Which right, was really. You were Lee Clark in that, was right? At the time, yeah. And I played this like Fender guitar. It was. <clears throat> this beautiful guitar and I uh, don't know how to play so I had to fake it and he was like how long have you been playing after the show and I was like oh I don't actually play I was just fake and he, and he said well you got all the right moves <laughs> are you kidding no. me and I was like <gasps> oh my gosh yeah you've I won I was gonna ask you what instrument you played in that because I had to play the guitar when I saw it it, it seemed like everyone was just yeah a, a and I had to join the musicians union did you really? Yeah. Did you really? Was, yeah, because you I, were holding I, I had to play one chord, and that's enough to join the union. So I had to like, <laughs> And you're still paying dues. Is I that? think I let it lapse. The oh 802. I think Wait. I let it go. I'm going right. to bring a banjo on stage yeah, of Boys the in the Band and Ooh, just please. strum start that one chord yeah. and get that pension started. <laughs> So Zach's guys, banjo. I'll yes, just snatch it out of his hands. He's been working on the same riff for about a week now, so I need to snatch it out of his hands and play it on stage. Uh, speaking of the show, you have one this evening. You got yes, a Monday yes, night show. We do. Yeah. Um, and how have you been enjoying the show? How's it going? The audiences seem to be responding really well. It's selling really well. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest with you. It's it's one of, if not the most fun creative experience I've ever had, largely because of this particular group of guys and Mantello and yes. the tone. And That's uh, the he, director, Joe Mantello. Joe Mantello, sorry. Yeah. Our director and, the, and, the, and the, the love he brought to the project mm-hmm. and, the, and the ensemble based attitude he brought to the project. Um, I just, uh, I'm having the time of my life with yeah. these guys mm-hmm. every really night. It's really fun. We genuinely have like a great time together. So, yeah. Yeah. and the fact that the show that... And these guys, actually, we should say, uh, yeah. these guys include Jim, Jim Parsons, Parsons and yes. Zachary Quinto and... Charlie Carver, Charlie Carver Tuck and, Watkins, yeah. Michael Benjamin Washington, Robin DeJesus, yep. Brian Hutchinson. Brian Hutchison. Mm-hmm. Did we forget anyone? I think that's it. I think that's Is that right. everybody? And that's Wait, it. No, I, I think we got him. 
Yep, right? that's it. Yeah, Tuck yeah, Watkins. Yeah, yeah. You said yep, Tuck. Yep, you said yep, Tuck. Yep, Tuck. Yeah. My fake boyfriend, Tuck. And yep. Bogart would be very proud. It's a very tight-knit ensemble. Yes. And yeah. um, we really enjoy... Mm-hmm. I, I really trust everyone on stage yeah. and yeah. like playing with everyone. On, everyone on stage is is capable of playing, too. You know, if you do something a little different on any given night, they'll take it and, and throw it back. So... Yeah, that's always but, fun. Yeah, yeah. It occurs to me that we should say, for, because it's mildly confusing, um, although the show is on right now, it is not eligible for their Tony Awards until next year. No, so next that year, is when. Yes. So uh, so we were not you snubbed. Were, nope, you were not snubbed. Not one bit. Nope. <laughs> you were the first show I of the 2018-19 season. I did get season. some aggressive Instagram messages being like, you guys were raw. And I wanted to be like, no, dummies. We opened too late. <laughs> I, I To be honest with you, it's kind of nice to be to have been able to go and yeah. enjoy the Tonys and to be at, to just oh, be performing and not having to worry about that pressure at the same yeah. time right. when you're opening. Because you know? it's a lot of extra. I mean, look, it's great when you're of a part of it, but it is, it's a whole other job right. on top of doing the show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so this show is a landmark of gay drama, um, but I, for one, had never seen it on stage. Mm-hmm. I'd seen the movie, which uh, elicits a wide variety of reactions from sure. people. Um, sure, sure. What was what did you yeah, exactly? Uh, what did you guys know of the of the play going in, Andrew? Would you what was your experience? Um, I had seen the movie, right? Um, I had never seen the play before, but I saw the movie, and um, I guess that was my only sort of into it okay. and then we did a couple readings we did two sort of very sort of informal table readings where we just the second together. was almost a borderline workshop yeah because we actually did like discuss there was conversations mm-hmm. and yeah but mm-hmm. um it was just sort of a fact-finding mission yeah. i think yeah. to see like and you were both there for those yeah. yeah yeah it was mostly the cast that yeah. we currently have there's a couple changes but for the most part it was that our whole cast right. Right. and um I think everybody was just curious to see how it sounded. Is this something that we should... I think Ryan Murphy and, and Joe wanted to right. know, like, is are there... This is Ryan Murphy is one of the producers. We'll yes. talk about him in a moment. Yes, and Joe, yes. the director, yeah. Joe Mantello. And he... Um, we just wanted to see sort of, uh, you know, if there was... if there was some validity and even, you know, exploring, do we need to do the show? Yeah. Should we be doing the show? Um, it was really... It I was think it was also really helpful in Joe putting a cutting together... Yeah. That, oh, yeah, that that's true. This is a I, cut, I right? feel like the cutting that Joe has made. I mean, so much of Mart's writing is so powerful mm-hmm. and, and revolutionary for being 50 years old that it still feels sharp and yeah. engaging and provocative today. I can't imagine it being set on stage in 1968. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But uh, I think Joe was able to put a really strong cutting together based on those workshops and readings we yeah. did. Yeah, it's originally two acts, but uh, as yeah. you guys perform it, it's 100 minutes straight Correct. through, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so, Matt, what did you know of Boys in the Band? Before I knew nothing your... about it, to be honest with you. So, uh, most of my... Um, Education in gay theater starts with Torch Song Trilogy and then Larry Kramer and then Tony Kushner. So I, I was completely unaware of that there was a pre-Stonewall piece. Right. Um, and that was one of the most exciting things about it. When I first read the play, when they sent it to me, I read the first half and thought, okay, what is this yeah. that we're doing here? And then I, and then this after I read the second half, I thought, oh, okay, I understand now. And once I started doing, we all started doing the research on 1968 and just right. what was going on socially, what anal- analysts were telling um, you if you were gay and seeking right. guidance, what uh, society was imposing upon them, you know, um, 
what the police force was imposing yeah. upon them. Right. Uh, and, and especially when we watched the, the Walter Cronkite special from 1968 called The Homosexuals, which is on YouTube. And if you ever want to know a little bit about pre-Stonewall life, came out in 1967. Mm-hmm. I think uh, it's, it's very shocking, I have to say. So wow. once I understood what was going on with these men and why the only safe haven this particular group of men had with which to to project out some of their self inward pointings inward pointing self loathing at each other because where else could they do it besides with the people they love most in the world at this party yeah at a birthday party uh, in Manhattan yeah um, and do you, what's what's your take on sort of how it stands now um, held up against the people who feel that it's sort of outdated and stereotypical and sort of not relevant to life today. Well, I think it doesn't have to represent every gay person now. It's interesting. I just had two um, two of my nieces who were 17 and 14 came to see the show this past weekend, and it was interesting. They learned some new words. And then <laughs> oh also, um, you know, they. I think, you know, as young people, and we had that high school group that come, yeah. came to see it a couple weeks ago, and they felt the same way, that, like, they didn't associate the self-hating part with being gay. They were like, well, Michael, Jim Parsons' character, like, he's depressed he's like a a, something's wrong with him (laughs) like he's clearly not well but they didn't necessarily tie it into his being homosexual which i thought was interesting to he doesn't have to represent every gay person we don't represent every gay person on that stage we're just a group of friends on one particular night and things kind of go awry but it's a wide variety of you know people who are some of some characters are more comfortable with their sexuality than others. Uh, some people are, you know. So I think that's it. Feels like that's the takeaway now mm-hmm. is that you can sort of watch it as a little more of a standalone piece. That it's not. It doesn't have to be symbolic of a movement or a people. Right. It's just a play. It's a story about nine characters. Yeah, and like it or not, it's it's really the only theater piece we have that is about pre-Stonewall yeah, life. Yeah. Right. You know, I know it was that surge. It's that like, it's like Joe mentioned to us early on in the reading, it's like they have that last surge of, uh, of anger and yeah. mm-hmm. that, that's, that roils up right before real revolution because Stonewall happened the next year. And so I, th- I feel like a lot of the people who stand there with their arms folded or, 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 or judgmental about it are, aren't really aware of everything that was going on in, in that pre-Stonewall period. And it existed in a very specific window. I mean, it was 1968. It was what premiered two months before Martin Luther King was assassinated. Yeah. It was the year before Stonewall. I mean, it it was so... was, you know, obviously yeah. the New York documentary about it. Now it's one yeah. of the most insane years in American history. And it was, uh, it existed in a pocket that it was so timely and current that it was also weirdly dated a year later. Right. <laughs> like yeah. it was so... Right. So I think you also have to remember that when you watch it, that it was the reason it was such a success and was such a revelation is because it was so current when it was written. But it was also, like I said, instantly dated. Now, having said that, I I do find that a lot of young people who come see the show say things like, oh, I have friends, groups of friends and and we get we read each other and and these things as well at our parties and then and i also feel that we haven't thankfully we have enough gay stories now that we're able to hold the space for one that has a lot of self-loathing in it because we have so many other pieces right yeah you'd also be amazed at the number of people who've congratulated me on the band's visit 
Yes. <laughs> Congratulations on the band did visit. Last so many oh, Tonys oh, last night. Thank you. Different show. Right. Don't run with right. that. Yeah. Run with yeah. that. Thank you. I'm not in the, We just won you, ten Tonys. Did you hear Zach t- t- said that he had friends that were like, we got tickets to your show? And he... Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. And no. they bought tickets to the band's visit and said the boys in the band. They'll have Zach a long week. Tony Shahoub's understudy. But I love that. I didn't go on that night. They were watching like, where's Jim Parsons? When does he end? <laughs> That's Matt Bomer and Andrew Randalls talking about their Broadway show, The Boys in the Band. I'll be back with more from them right after this. Stagecraft is brought to you by Geffen Playhouse. Don't miss the world premiere of Our Very Own Carlin McCullough, written by stage film and television star Amanda Peet. Mamie Gummer plays a single mother who discovers that her 10-year-old daughter Carlin is a tennis phenom. When a young, dedicated coach takes Carlin under his wing, her meteoric rise takes shape, and the threesome struggle over what's best when building a champion. Performances begin June 19th. Tickets and cast info at geffenplayhouse.org. And I'm back with Matt Bomer and Andrew Rannells. Matt, this is your first Broadway show. It is. You enjoying it? I'm loving it. I'd had other opportunities to do shows that didn't work out schedule-wise, or I had to take a a different Was stage always something you wanted to get back to? Because I knew you'd been on it It's all I ever thought I was going to do, actually. So it's it's actually much stranger to me that I haven't done more and that I ended up doing more TV and film. But, you know... Sometimes you get you fall into a slipstream in this industry, and you, right. and you go where the business takes you. And what is the least glamorous and/or hardest part of being in a Broadway show? Oh, I don't know. I, it doesn't. It hasn't felt hard to me yet, other than just you know doing it. Yeah, eight times. We a week. have to share a bathroom. We share a bathroom. That's, yeah. that's, that's not about, glamorous. That's about <laughs> as that's about <laughs> as hard that's as that's the unglamorous yeah. part. Right, right. Uh, did People you, would be amazed at what backstage. Of a Broadway theater. That's probably like. true. I feel like there should yeah. be more photo essays. It's just filled that. with yeah. like mold and it's yeah. <laughs> it's, it, They constantly yeah. are updating the lobbies, but they never do the backstage. No, that's it's true. Very it's strange. like doing a low budget indie movie. You it's, know, you yeah. may back yeah. there. Yeah. 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 Right, right. yeah, yeah. Did you did you get advice from any of the folks who did? Did you have any advice for him? Uh, no, please, Matt. Yeah. Like he knew what he's doing. He yeah. and you knew what you were getting into. This was, you know, wasn't a yeah. surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he did. You did start in the theater. I did. You did. did. Yep. So, when was the last time you were on stage? The last time I was on stage, I did a one night only uh, stage reading with that Joe Mantello directed of eight. Oh, that's Justin right. Lewis that was Black. in LA, right? Or was no, it here it was too? On Broadway oh, it was here for okay, one yeah. night, and then it was also at the Wilshire Ebell for one night in LA. In LA, right? Okay. Uh, and then yeah. before that, it would have been Williamstown, maybe ten years oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What right. did you Williamstown? I did a play called Villa America, where I played a young Ernest Hemingway. Oh, yeah. It's cool. so pretty up there. It is nice. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little side. We can cut that out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. <laughs> um, you mentioned Ryan Murphy before, who yeah. uh, is a name people will know and most uh, mm-hmm. best associate with uh, his many, many, many TV projects. And you guys have worked with him on uh, multiple projects. Matt, you worked with him on um, American Horror Story and The Normal Heart, and you were in The New Normal, Andrew, um, and... Uh, and Glee and the and New Glee, Normal also that and, yeah yeah I guess two seasons of American Horror Story yeah. This, yeah. I think this is our sixth time to work together wow yeah wow yeah. wow so what what's he like what's the t- what, tell me about working with him and why you enjoy working with him so much he's amazing he's um he's such a character um I mean he really is such a character um but so smart and so generous 
and he just has a strange knack of being one step ahead of everyone. Um, and I think that's just, um, you know, one of his many amazing qualities. But he's yeah. he's always just like a little, he's just a little bit ahead of everybody else. Um, I think he has such an encyclopedic knowledge of pop culture yes. that he's able to create the zeitgeist as opposed to trying to follow it or guess what's next. He is yeah. just already there. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, he's one of the funniest people so I've ever met. No one makes me laugh harder than he does. We he's all just sort incredibly of wa- generous of spirit. Yeah, yeah. We all watched um, Wild Wild Country at the same time. Yes. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, it was fascinating. So <laughs> that Ryan, was our great Ryan bonding. now calls most of us Sheila. Um, <laughs> for those of you who have seen that, be like, hey Sheila. Um, <laughs> that's like our our version of Mary. Uh, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Hey Sheila. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, the cast of this production of Boys in the Band is uh, full of out gay actors. What does that add to the production? Why and why? Why was that important? Well, I mean, uh, I think the you know the legacy of the uh, that original production is is um, it's a beautiful one and, and sort of a tricky one in that those actors, some of whom were out, some of whom were not. A lot of them were. I don't know. If, Penalized, penalized is the right word, but you know the the actors in the original production. They they did, they did sort of they. There was a cost it it being a part of this, and um, some of them did not work so much afterwards. Some of them did, Um, so it is. um, I think you know. I like to. I don't know. I hope that they would be proud of the fact that you know we're doing the show and that we're nine actors who are all out and. working and living their lives and um, I hope that they would be proud of that yeah and I, I don't think it, I don't think they were all penalized I think a lot of them had really incredible careers but unfortunately the scourge of AIDS yeah. was well, you know swept through our industry as well as the world mm-hmm. obviously which would sadly affected um, a few a lot of the cast of people members the cast, so. yeah. Yeah. but even today coming out is still a thing that actors consider seriously that is still debated and is not necessarily a given, right? How, is there a sense of how you guys have been impacted by that and either professionally know. or personally? Like, yeah, I mean, I never had to come out. Yeah, really? You know, like, I never... I was working. Um, I was... I mean, there it wasn't an option. Like, by the time right. I got, like, the Book of Mormon, I was 31 years old. Right. Um, Pretending to be straight all of a sudden was not really an option. Right. I had too many ex-boyfriends at that point. <laughs> they would come out of the woods. He's a liar. Yeah. Um, so there was no way around that. Um, right. So I don't know. There wasn't really like a coming out process. Right. I don't know. I think we're all just trying to. Everybody's just trying to work and pay their bills and right. live their lives. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Um, you guys are in this show through August 11th. Correct. Yeah. Um, and then what's next on your plate after that? Andrew, what's what's next for you? Um, I... No, you're shaking your head. Um, <laughs> Me? I'm not, I'm not shaking your head. <laughs> no. No, I think... I'm just, uh, when is this going to be? <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, I see. Um, no. Yeah, no, I'm just... You're doing a thing. Out. It's not a thing. I'm yeah, just hanging all right, out. Great. So you're doing a thing that we'll hear about later. What do you think? And... Um, no, I... Um, uh, yeah, I'm just hanging out. <laughs> Yes, there's a book. I wrote a book. Um, I wrote a book uh, that will be coming out um, later this year, which I'm very excited about. Um, 
for I'm crowns. I'm very excited about that. You're a wonderful writer. Well, thank That's you. Exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it was. It's been a fun. Um, can you tell us more about that book? Or yeah, is that it's. Um, I wrote a, a a piece last year for Modern Love, mm-hmm. um, uh, and that sort of turned into in a, the New York Times. In the New York Times. Yep. Sorry. Uh-huh. Yes, and it turned into a uh, a memoir of the first seven years that I lived in New York. So from right. the time I was 19 to the time I got my first Broadway show, which was Hairspray in 2005. Right. Because um, I do. I find there you know we get a lot of kids at the stage who are young people at the stage who are people who are, you know want to be actors or you know aspiring artists and they always want to know what the shortcut is they always want to know sort of like how do i just get to do what you're doing right now and there's <laughs> there is no shortcut and the no. fact of the matter is there's a lot of time um where you're just working and celebrating what feels like sort of small wins but are actually really big wins um and that was the first you know several years I lived in New York I was just sort of you know trying to create a career here and I'm very lucky that it it paid off and I have one but um I just wanted to tell some of those stories about what it is actually to move here and just be trying to scrap together a life um yeah out of high school and so I was I was happy to and when does that come out March excellent (laughs) Cool. Um, and Matt, you recently directed um, an episode yes. of uh, American Crime Story. Is that something you want to do more of? Yeah, actually, my uh, next job is a directing job in September oh, cool. that hasn't been announced yet. But I love directing. Why? I, I love it's actors. Very <laughs> <laughs> actually, I think the one thing you have to learn is how not to be sure. in an interesting way. But I, uh, I just, I, I've never met an actor that I didn't love on some, even the ones who are. Really? Considered typically thorny, I've always just loved collaborating with, um, and uh, I've just and and I think the process of, of telling the story and setting the tone and, and getting everyone involved in the same story and on the same page and um, you know designing shots that help to tell the story and bring out the themes of the piece and especially when it's great writing. Like I feel like I feel like uh, Versace was wonderful writing and really a show that was more about being gay in the 90s than it was about uh, anything you know the crime yeah the crime uh-huh. you know uh, well it was about that too but right. um, it was kind of you know the, they Trojan horsed what it was like to right. be gay in the 90s in there which I thought was really interesting um, but I love it I, I find it fascinating and really challenging and you know I was at the end of every 12 hour day just wanting I could have I could have gone through the entire thing without sleeping. I just loved every second of it. And do you want to come back to Broadway and or the stage? Yes. Oh my gosh. As soon as possible. I don't know if I I don't know. I mean, I I would take me... Can he sing? Yes. Oh, you can sing? (laughs) All right. He's constantly singing. (laughs) (laughs) You need to do a musical. (laughs) I would need... I'd prefer to do a play first, maybe, but I would need a good amount of time. You're doing a play first right now. Several previews before I would feel like my voice was in the proper shape to... No, it's not to, true. To okay. hold down <laughs> a stage. Eight times all right, all right. <laughs> you could do it right Very now. Very kind. Uh, you could do it right now. Do you have uh, any musicals? What's your favorite musical? Like, what's what's your what's your sort of oh my gosh. wheelhouse? For As musicals? Andrew knows, I'm not very. I need I like my my uh, I like lost my gay card because I don't have more knowledge about musicals. But this cast uh, is a weird split of yeah. like musical theater people and mm-hmm. non musical theater people. Yeah, I. Uh, What's my favorite music? Is it, what is it? Well, uh, the one I 
I, you know what I really loved uh, is Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yeah, so great. I really, really loved. How about Cheetah Rivera last night? Yeah, amazing. I mean, Jesus, amazing. She is Cheetah Rivera, who yeah. starred in Kiss of the Spider Woman and just yeah. won a Lifetime Achievement Award yeah. last night. And yeah. I liked some. Yeah. I, I, I workshopped uh, Spring Awakening, which is a show I really loved, and I mm. workshopped Great Gardens, which is a show I really loved. Because he was of, not little Edie. Yeah, I saw your head. I saw the way he was turning. I was really I was the like, cover. Please, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I was joking. Kennedy You'd Jr. Be and um, he could uh, do little Edie. Who likes the corn? Jerry. Jerry. Jerry likes the corn. Um, That's right. Yeah. Jerry. Uh, so yeah, I, and those were great because they were kind of very acting centric right. pieces that right. just happened to have music in them. Those are the ones I typically enjoy. Right. Right. Uh, have you enjoyed being in a play as opposed to a musical? Yeah, Andrew. Yeah, I um, it's it's um, I sort of feel like I'm cheating a little bit. because <laughs> yeah. um, it's so easy. It's kind. Of, I mean, it? I don't want to say it's. E- yeah. I mean, but it's, we don't have com- to sleep next to humidifiers. Compared, yeah, right. compared to good, waking up and point. being like yeah. testing your voice. I mean, when right. you're in a musical, this is what happens every morning. You right. wake up and you go. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like you do it constantly throughout the day to be like, can I do this? Am I going to be able to do this at eight o'clock? Um, and with this, you don't have to do that, which is nice. But um, but yeah, it's been great. It's been really great. Well, I can't wait to see both of you on stage soon in a musical. Um, right. Uh, we'll just we'll find something together. Yeah, your lips gonna, to God's ears. I'm going to bully him into it. Yeah, find something good. Yeah, all right. That's Blood good. Brothers. We right. can yes. Do it now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Somebody <laughs> write something here. for us. <laughs> We're writing something for, it. for Andrew and I to sing on stage right. together. All right. Great. Yeah. We could still do Spring Awakening if the house is thick. <laughs> yeah, no, I think... <laughs> radio City. Can oh we do it at Radio God. City? We the radio <laughs> just, version. The yeah. just, just, just keep radio in that. Yeah, yeah we yeah, can yeah. do it. The, yeah. the Hollywood Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> sold. I'm sold. Oh yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for, for being here. You. Yeah. Good to be here. That was Matt Bomer and Andrew Rannells, two of the stars of The Boys in the Band, now playing at Broadway's Booth Theater through August 11th. On the next episode of Stagecraft, I'll talk to the actor B.D. Wong, familiar from TV shows like Mr. Robot and Law & Order SVU, and now returning to the stage in the off-Broadway production of the new play The Great Leap. Until then, see you at the theater. Stagecraft is brought to you by Geffen Playhouse. Don't miss the world premiere of Our Very Own Carlin McCullough, written by stage, film, and television star Amanda Peet. Mamie Gummer plays a single mother who discovers that her 10-year-old daughter Carlin is a tennis phenom. When a young, dedicated coach takes Carlin under his wing, her meteoric rise takes shape, and the threesome struggle over what's best when building a champion. Performances begin June 19th. Tickets and cast info at geffenplayhouse.org. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.